We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, Sam Harris actually comes out and admits it. He says that Hunter Biden literally could have had corpses of children in his basement, and he would not have cared, because taking down Trump was more important than anything. This is the consequence of abandoning truth leads to a very, very ugly place. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you so much for listening into the show. I want you to imagine for just a second. I want you to imagine with me. I want you to imagine that we live in a day where we are intentionally severing a man's arm from his body, and then we expect him to win a fight. I want you to think about this, where we're plucking out a woman's eyes from her head and then we ask her to go paint her own portrait. Or or how about this one, where we surgically remove a child's frontal lobe and then demand that she explain an algebraic formula. I want you to imagine, I want you to think about the possibility that we live in a world where, as C.S. Lewis warned us, that the smart folks... The elite among us actually claim that it makes sense to geld the stallion and then bid him be fruitful. I'm quoting from Lewis there. I want you to imagine that we live in a time and a place where the wise and learned folks in our courts and in our classrooms and in our culture and even in our churches are actually telling us that it makes sense to remove a man's soul and then to expect him to stay out of hell. I'm Today's story is proof that that day, that imaginary day, is upon us. We're there. Now, why do I make this point? Why do I believe this? Bad ideas will breed bad behavior. I mean, this is is as predictable as the sunrise, or as predictable as uh, planting an acorn will grow an oak tree eventually. Garbage in, garbage out. Bad ideas bear bad fruit. So why in the world would we expect decades of teaching moral nihilism, moral relativism in our schools to result in anything but this garbage that we're suffering in our culture right now? Today's show focuses on the fact that when you have bad ideas, you're going to have bad consequences. And Sam Harris's commentary recently with regard to taking down Donald Trump is frankly stunning. The honesty here, maybe not intentional, maybe he just backed into it, I don't know, is stunning in terms of what Sam Harris just admitted. I've said over and over and over again on this show that ideas have consequences. I've cited Richard Weaver a dozen times, maybe five dozen times, I don't know. His seminal work, Ideas Have Consequences, and that his point is right there on the cover of the book, Ideas Have Consequences. When you you teach 
generation of generation in our public schools that sexual restraint isn't important. Why are you surprised to find selfishness in sexual expression at every, at every corner in our culture? Our, our schools are teaching self-esteem more effectively than they're teaching mathematics and science and civics. And now we've got this lunacy of just because I feel this way, the facts don't matter. I mean, we've been teaching values clarification rather than moral absolutes, and now we're surprised to have people like Sam Harris rising up and saying that virtue and truth and democracy, our constitutional republic, doesn't matter. We, we can ignore all of those first things if we just don't like a candidate for the presidency. I'm going to explain this story to you further, but I want you to understand the basics of my argument that I've made over and over again on this show. Even the tagline at the beginning of the rebellion is what? In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. That's our only rebellion is truth with a capital T. The subtitle to my bestseller, Not a Daycare, is what? The devastating consequences of abandoning truth. I mean, we've got a situation right now in our culture where even... Even to argue for a moral absolute is absolutely wrong in the minds of the self-refuting leftists. These are the people that preach to us tolerance, but then they turn around and say they can't tolerate your intolerance. Sam Harris is one of the heroes who says, It's true that nothing is true. I know that nothing can be known. I'm absolutely confident there are no absolutes. And I've mocked this worldview, intentionally so. I've mocked it, not illogically. I've set up the context of their argument and my rebuttal intentionally here, because this is what they say. They say that it's deplorable, that you're a deplorable, but yet if I act in a deplorable way, that's not deplorable. This is a dog chasing its tail at every turn. And I've said before, it'd be funny if it weren't so sad. If the consequences of these broken worldviews didn't bear upon all of us, we could sit back and maybe smile at the, at the clown show at the circus. But it's affecting everything. It's affecting everything. I mean, I could go on and on and on with a list of consequences. I mean, when you mock marital fidelity for decades in our media, and that sexual license is more important than sexual restraint, moral restraint, you know, behaving within a, a given box of moral standards when it comes to your sexual lifestyle. When, when we've mocked that in the media for decades, why are we surprised to find that in the last handful of years we have lost the very definition of marriage? We've been mocking marriage for decades. Why are you surprised to find out that now we can't define it or that we've dumbed down the definition of marriage to essentially being meaningless? Again, the list could go on and on, but my point here is the evidence is clear. All you have to do is turn on the nightly news or open up your laptop or look at your smartphone and look at your newsfeed, and you see these stories like Sam Harris. When we separate fact from faith and head from heart and when we 
sever belief from behavior and religion from reason, we're not going to get a day of liberty. We're going to find ourselves in a culture of licentiousness. We're going to see that we are now men without chests, again, C.S. Lewis, where there is nothing, nothing but a gaping cavity in the center of our very being, where instead of finding the fullness, which comes from fidelity, we find the emptiness of, of, of a love affair that's gone bad. That's the kind of day that we live in today. We stand on the wrong side of the door. Again, I'm quoting Lewis there. We're in a room stagnant with the heavy air of our own hypocrisy. We're on the wrong side of the door. On the other side is this grand and glorious freedom that comes with truth. But we're on the, we're on the wrong side. The air is stale. It's just laden with our own lies. And the bondage that comes from those lies, the lack of freedom, the lack of liberty. I mean, we boast of freedom, and yet we live in bondage to our own deception. We champion civil liberties, but yet we ignore human rights. The rights that are promised to us by tradition and reason and our, and our own constitution, which is grounded in Scripture. We say that women should not be subjugated to the power and passions of men, but then we embrace leaders who publicly use women for their own selfish whims. We, we draw a line in the sand to defend the innocence of children. Well, at the same time, we enjoy entertainment, quote-unquote, that blurs the boundaries between our own children and the predatory adults who are anything but innocent. We've become what M. Scott Peck warned of, people of the lie. It, we're, who could argue that we're not on this road to hell and we're entering its gates, strutting with the confidence of an emperor with no clothes? And when anybody dares to challenge this ridiculous parade, when any little boy on the side says, wait a second, wait a second, the emperor's naked, we're criticized for our naivete and our prudishness. It's just nothing but an ad hominem attack. Nobody wants to deal with the actual message. We want to shoot the messenger. Shoot the boy for saying that the emperor's naked. Don't address the reality that he really is. Ideas have consequences. Our ideas do matter. And they always lead somewhere. They always lead somewhere. They'll either lead to liberty that's found in what's right and just and real and true, or they will lead us to the slavery and ugly hell made of our own dysfunction. And that's where we are, and Sam Harris <laughs> is coming right out and saying it. So let's take a break, and after I get back, I'm going to share the story of Sam Harris and why this imaginary world that I've just described to you isn't imaginary anymore. It's not just the figment of conservative fear-mongering the imagination of Christians. It's not just a slippery slope fallacy, folks. This is the devastating consequence of abandoning truth. 
and in times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion we have against the deception and lies that will lead to the loss of any modicum of human liberty and human freedom. Democracy. Constitutional Republic. A free people, a free country, a free church, a free community. We're going to lose it if we don't rebel with the banner of truth. Let's take a break, and when I get back, we're going to talk about what Sam Harris just admitted in terms of his Trump derangement syndrome and the, the, the lengths that he would go to shut down any opposing views. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. So I stumbled across this story in The Blaze. It was written on August 18th. The headline is this. Sam Harris says, there was absolutely a left-wing conspiracy against Trump. But then he goes on and says, here's why it was warranted, his language. Um, The subtitle to the article is this. Hunter Biden literally could have had corpses of children in his basement, and I would not have cared. That's a quote from Sam Harris. Okay, so... If you haven't read Sam Harris, he's one of the neo-atheists, very popular atheists in the world right now, along with Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, Sam Harris, etc. He's a neuroscientist and uh, philosopher. Um, in other words, he's applying his, his atheism philosophically to the world. How should that work itself out in our daily lives? That's essentially what it means that Sam Harris is a philosopher. He's a New York Times bestselling author. Again, arguing against any religious conviction, any religious reality. It's all just the opium, the opiate of the masses. It's all just a crutch. You know, the spaghetti monster in the sky type argument. That's Sam Harris. Now, he has a, uh, a show that um, he hosts. It's called Making Sense. It's reputedly a nonpartisan, intellectually honest show. That's the way he promotes it. It's a podcast, and uh, he, as this article says, the Blaze article says, just destroyed his own credibility. They're arguing in less than two minutes, he destroyed his credibility and maybe his entire career. I think that's a little too optimistic on their part, but that's what they're saying in the article. But because he finally admits what he really thinks about free speech and censorship. That's the key here. So don't get distracted with Trump. I don't care whether you're pro-Trump or anti-Trump. It doesn't make any difference in terms of evaluating this particular story. Well, at least it shouldn't make any difference. And I'm going to share with you how Sam Harris can't think clearly any longer because of his quest for power, his quest to have the upper hand and actually silence anybody who disagrees with him if Trump is involved in the conversation. And frankly, today, Trump is involved in all conversations because If you're arguing for free enterprise and capitalism and constitutional liberty, if you're arguing for religious freedom, if you're arguing for Second Amendment rights, if you're arguing for the exceptionality of the American experiment and that we're a good country, not a bad country, all of this, all of this is is laden with, yeah, but Trump. You can't have a conversation about American freedom any longer without people saying, yeah, but Trump. You can't have a conversation about anything with regard to moral definition any longer. Yeah, but Trump. Trump derangement syndrome is on both sides of the fence. I would argue that if conservatives can't have a conversation about where Trump was wrong, 
while we're thanking him for when he was right, then that's Trump derangement syndrome too. But on the left, it's all Republicans are terrorists now because of Trump. Yeah, but Trump. I talked about this accusation of Republicans being terrorists in an earlier show. They're actually saying that now too. People like Sam Harris have made that claim. All right, on a YouTube show, a podcast called Trigonometry, Trigger, T-R-I-G-G-E-R, Nometry, um, he was talking to the hosts of that show. And the hosts are Costantin Kissin and Francis Foster. And Harris was responding to the censorship of the New York Post's uh, story about Hunter Biden's laptop. You know, that infamous story about how the New York Post was just set, shut down during the campaign. Nobody cared. The mainstream media wouldn't cover it during the November 2020 election. Okay, Now we know that it's true that Hunter Biden's laptop had a lot of stuff on it that should have been disclosed, but it, all this stuff was censored during the campaign season. So, uh, so Sam Harris is being asked to respond to that, and here's exactly what he said. And let's listen to this. You need to hear this right now. Sam Harris said, with regard to the Hunter Biden laptop story being censored by the political left, the mainstream media, and the progressives, Democrat Party, they censored it. They shut it down. They colluded together to shut down a really important story that should have been, should have been discussed robustly within that campaign season. Sam Harris said this, Hunter Biden literally could have had the corpses of children in his basement and I would not have cared. Whatever the scope of Joe Biden's corruption, getting kick, kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or China, it is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Donald Trump is involved in. And then Harris goes on and concludes by saying this. He admitted that suppressing the information found on Hunter Biden's laptop until after, until after the election was warranted. His language, it was warranted. Why? Because there absolutely was a left-wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. His language again, but it was warranted because of the speculated, hypothetical corruption that Donald Trump was involved in. But has that corruption ever been proven? If so, show it to me. Now, his host actually felt uncomfortable with that. In fact, uh, Kissin said this, I'm sorry, but you've just said something I really struggle with there. You're saying that you are content with a left-wing conspiracy to prevent somebody being democratically elected as president. And Harris responds to that, to that challenge, that discomfort that his host just explained. It, he, Harris says this, it was a conspiracy and it was out in the open, but it doesn't matter what part is conspiracy and what part is out in the open. And then he went on to justify the election influencing that took place by the media and by the collusion between one political party and our nation's quote-unquote free press, that it was completely acceptable for them to suppress a free election. The left-wing conspiracy, he said, against Donald Trump was justified. It was warranted because Donald Trump was the equivalent of a, quote, asteroid hurling toward the Earth. So anything and everything they had to do to stop this asteroid from destroying the Earth was acceptable. 
This is moral relativism to the extreme. This is the consequence of abandoning truth. If there is no truth with a capital T any longer, if it doesn't matter what you believe as long as it works for you, if the whateverism of our culture has become so deeply rooted in the, in the fabric of our daily lives that you can say, I think your political views are so abhorrent that I'll do anything, anything that I need to, to, to silence you, to sequester you, to cancel you. For the sake of freedom, I'm going to take away your freedom. For the sake of the earth, I'm going to destroy freedom throughout the earth. Because I believe in humanity, I can actually cancel a major portion of the human race and the human voice. That's acceptable. This argument, this abandoning of truth, this Marxism, this Darwinianism, this worldview that elevates man, the smart folks at least, within humankind, that elevates these people to the status of little gods while they dethrone any absolute God from our culture and from our Congress and from our classrooms and from our nation's very soul. When this happens, you're going to have some devastating consequences. And the consequences are they will justify anything and everything they need to do to usher in their utopia their way of life. They're saying that we need to get rid of a major portion of the human population from Mother Earth because we're killing Mother Earth and they're putting the planet over people. They're actually talking about needing a 90% reduction in the human population. There's a consequence to abandoning truth, people. They can actually start talking like certain groups of people shouldn't exist. There's a consequence to abandoning self-evident truths that are endowed to us by our Creator. That consequence is you no longer have a free republic any longer. You're going to have despotism. You're going to have Marxism. You're going to have a handful of people telling millions upon millions of people how they should live their lives. Gad Saad said this, Trump has countless personal flaws that are truly grotesque, in a democracy founded on deontological and non-viable first principles, we can never, however, set this, these principles aside for any reason. Tyrants have utilized the existential urgency argument to engage in horrifying acts throughout the course of history in the exact same manner as Sam Harris is willing to set aside foundational principles because he believes that Trump is a unique once in a generation, existential danger. That's Sam Harris's language as Gad Saad is challenging him. So even Gad Saad, who I don't agree with on a lot of things, is recognizing that Sam Harris's worldview is going to lead to a very ugly place. Gad Saad concludes by saying this Sam Harris's pathological hatred of Trump causes him to lose any commitment to the principles that have allowed our society to flourish. No, you don't set aside the presumption of innocence 
it's just because you think Donald Trump is innately evil. And you don't support the deplatforming of Trump from Twitter because he's a bad guy. And he's got mean tweets. And you can't support the mainstream media's silencing of Hunter Biden's story just because it's too dangerous to allow Trump to win a second term. Gadsod concludes by saying this, I'm astonished that someone of Sam's intellectual and moral abilities could have sunk to such a depraved level of consequentialism. That's Gadsod. Someone that agrees with Sam Harris's atheism and whatnot, but he's recognizing, at least in this particular critique, he's recognizing that that value neutrality, that moral nihilism that comes with a godless worldview is going to bear godless fruit. It's going to bear some very bad behavior. The idea is going to grow a crop of some very bad political realities in our culture, realities that are going to result in the leaders of the revolution suffering the consequence of inventing their own guillotine. Like Robespierre, they're going to have their heads chopped off by the very instrument of their own making. I think that's what Gadsod is recognizing right now. So here's, here's the moral of the story as we get ready to wrap up the show. Again, I started the show with my routine clip. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. I've shared with you some thoughts out of my book, Why I'm a Liberal and Other Conservative Ideas, where I ask you to imagine a world that has cut off a man's arm and asked him to win a fight or removed a woman's eyes and asked her to read a book. Um, or a culture, as C.S. Lewis said, that we've created men without chests. We've removed the organ but demand the function. We've gelded the stallion and bid him be fruitful. That world that I ask you to imagine is, is here, and you're, and you're seeing it in the words of Sam Harris, where he doesn't care. He doesn't care if a tyrant has to rise up and crush democracy in the name of democracy. It makes no sense. And I would argue the only solution to this mess is to return to truth with a capital T. And where does that truth come from? Well, I'm going to go back to the words of Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. There is a way, there is a truth, and there is a life, and it's defined in Christ, the second person of the triune God. The revelation, the revelation of the Creator, of the Creator among us. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.